All right, our final segment here on Show Me Today. Uh, Anthony Morbeth catches up with Republican Senator Mike Moon on his legislative priorities as we're a week into the session in Jefferson City. Let's talk about powers of the General Assembly and your proposal to kind of uh, modify the state's constitution and how this, uh, I guess, as you said, kind of started with sort of the single subject rule. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, thank you for uh, allowing me to be interviewed by you today. I'm grateful to you for allowing me the time to tell the, the folks uh, some things I'm working on. And you mentioned um, powers of the legislature. It's, this year, the bill is uh, named or numbered SJR, which stands for Joint, Senate Joint Resolution 80. And uh, as I talk to people across the state, I find that they are really confused sometimes and not very happy about how the legislature passes bills. Uh, our Constitution, the Missouri State Constitution and Article 3, Sections 21 and 23 state specifically that a bill must have one subject and only one subject. And as it's amended through the House or the Senate, it cannot be amended to the point that it changes the original purpose. And that was recently highlighted in a Missouri Supreme Court decision that was handed down on December 19, just uh, a week or so ago, uh, pertaining to House Bill 1606 of 2022. Uh, This particular bill had to do with uh, municipalities and record-keeping. And uh, as the bill was amended before it was passed, it uh, had an addition that prohibited homeless encampments on state property. And so someone might say, well, what in the world does homeless encampments have to do with record-keeping? Not very much, unless you're counting the number of people and taking names of those who are who are going to camp out on the public property. And, of course, that's tongue-in-cheek. I don't think that's really uh, related. And the courts didn't think so either. Uh, it was challenged, and uh, the, the Supreme Court, uh, I believe in a, in a unanimous decision, decided that this entire bill violated the uh, Missouri Constitution, Article 3, Sections 21 and 23, and so they invalidated the whole law. And so what can be done uh, to hold us accountable? If, uh, if someone wants to bring a suit, it's expensive. And so what SJR 80 does is if someone wants to bring an action against the legislature, and particularly um, one of these laws that we pass, it may be in violation of our own constitution, and we violate our oath when we do that, then they could bring an action as a private citizen, and they could have their attorney's fees paid if the court rules uh, or decides in their favor. Republican State Senator Mike Moon joins us on Show Me today. We're talking legislative priorities, and uh, let's kind of go down the list here. Uh, it's something that uh, I previously to talking to you wasn't made aware of, but I know that this is something that uh, became law recently in the state of Arizona, something called Kaylee's Law, granting lifetime protection restraining order for victims of dangerous crimes, and uh, you're hoping to get this passed here in Missouri as well. Yes, Anthony. um, Kaylee's Law is not uh, named that particularly, but Senate Bill 869, that's 869, has to do with protective orders, and uh, it's it's uh, being pr- uh, proposed and pushed by a woman named Kaylee Kozak of Arizona when she was a uh, young 
student athlete. She was abused by a coach. And um, shortly after um, he was convicted, um, he attempted to make contact with her again. And so she was not protected. So she started working with uh, legislators in uh, Arizona to uh, come up with a lifetime protective order provision, which passed. And I believe two states have passed that to date. And about a dozen states are working with Kaylee to enact that in uh, the respective states. And I'm working with her to do that very thing in Missouri. And so if there is a, uh, a dangerous felony conviction um, that presents itself and would warrant lifetime protective orders, then that's what we're hoping to do. And so it's pretty simple. Uh, it's primarily to protect the victims. Talking with Republican State Senator Mike Moon, his legislative priorities. Um, you have another Senate bill here repealing part of a tax on motor fuel. What is the tax yeah. currently and what is your bill hoping to do? Your listeners may remember um, back in 2018, I believe it was, there was a, a bill that uh, attempted to raise the motor fuel tax from uh, what was currently, I think it was 17.9 cents per gallon to uh, an additional 12.5 cents, all in one fell swoop. Uh, That particular bill uh, was passed. It was House Bill 1460. It uh, failed at the ballot because it it added a referendum. And I, I could go on for a long time telling about that bill because it started out not as a fuel tax, but as a um, uh, a tax deduction for certain Olympic athletes. So you have a tax deduction, then you try to raise the taxes, which were diametrically opposed. But the Senate added on the fuel tax, and they changed the purpose of the bill to state revenues, which is really a genius idea, but it also violated the Constitution. And the people were wise when it came to the ballot. They voted against it. But then uh, a couple of years later, um, the Senate devised another plan to raise the fuel tax um, and avoid, in their their minds, avoiding the uh, the Hancock Amendment violation by dividing it into five sections. Um, each year it passed, which it did, uh, the fuel tax would raise an additional two and a half cents. We're in the second phase of that particular uh, rising, so now we have an additional five cents raised, so we're up to about 22.9 cents per gallon on the fuel tax. And um, because I believe that um, it is partially unfairly uh, done, I believe it does violate the the Hancock Amendment because overall it's going to be more than the limit that the Hancock Amendment um, allows. And uh, secondly, there's another separate bill that will allow it to be more fairly uh, done because people now can get a a refund if they go through the paperwork uh, that is located on the Department of Revenue uh, website, download the forms, or upload their their receipts that they paid for fuel, then the Department of Revenue will refund them uh, an appropriate amount of the fuel tax. It's a nickel this, this year. Next year will be seven point five cents and the year after it'll go up two and a half cents until it reaches twelve and a half um, cents per gallon. Uh, another provision that is uh, unfairly and unequally applied is that owners of vehicles 
that uh, are greater than 26,000 pounds in weight are not eligible for the refund. And um, so I'm, I'm hopeful that they will also be included in the refund element, but I would like for it just to be eliminated altogether. Do you think, and I have a follow-up and a reason in asking, having a Republican supermajority hurts your chances of getting certain bills passed? We see Republicans and we see this conservative caucus, which arguably, I would say, have engaged in a lot of infighting. And thus, I would say, at least in the 2023 session, has resulted in certain bills not getting passed and or just all night filibusters, Republicans against Republicans. I'm curious from your point of view. I don't know that that's been a factor in my particular case, uh, because from the outset, I have attempted to follow my oath and supporting the Constitution. And so my voting against and also speaking against bills that, uh, in my opinion, apparently violate the Missouri Constitution has pigeonholed me in a sense. Uh, I have been been told that um, because I don't follow the party line uh, that uh, I won't my bills won't go anywhere. Uh, until this past year, we had Senate Bill 49 passed, uh, which I believe met the single subject requirement of the Constitution. So it can be done. But just because we have supermajority in name, I, I don't think it's really negatively affected me much. Uh, it's unfortunate that oftentimes the party banner really doesn't mean a lot except to get someone elected. And what I mean by that is, there are people, I believe, who are under the Republican banner in both the House and the Senate who don't demonstrate Republican values in their votes uh, or in the bills that they file. And so that in itself causes it creates another conundrum, so to speak, where we really are having three different factions. You have the Democrats, you have uh, Republicans, and you have another subset of Republicans who don't really follow the Republican Party platform. Their votes don't reflect reflect Republican values, and therefore, you might ask the question: Are they really Republican? So that's the problem that I see. So we're not really fighting against two parties; we're fighting against essentially three. This is Show Me Today, the Voice of Missouri.